0: My name is Joanna DeVoe and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kickass Switch, putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit. And you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. I feel like I just yelled at you. I'm so sorry if I blew your eardrums out. (laughs) I say that at the top of the show, every show, and sometimes it gets a little sing-songy, and I think today it might have gotten a little bit loud. Uh, So, I'll try to moderate. I'll try to moderate. I'll try to moderate. Uh, Yesterday, I did a podcast for my lovely Patreon supporters called Harness Your Genius on Purpose to Create Your Best Year Yet. That was largely about power words. So um, today I wanted to talk about the magic and meaning behind power words as a kind of continuation of that conversation, but to get really specific with it here with you all today, and you don't have to have heard the other podcast to be down with today's. Um, I'll give you a little, I cut and pasted here for you, a uh, what I wrote on Facebook to try to promote today's show at the 11th hour. (laughs) Facebook is like very slowly and very stingily, is stingily a word? I'm saying it is stingily doling out the content to people who have signed up to see it. So you probably didn't even see it. So I'll just read it to you right now. Become common practice for new agey spiritually minded folks to set, to select a power word or a series of words, i.e. core desired feelings, at the start of each new year. And for good reason. If done with enough focus and intention, this practice can have a truly magical impact on the year ahead. And I'm pretty sure I'm not saying anything you don't already know if you are a spiritual speaker, if you're a new Agey, if you're a witch, I mean, this is something that the entire new age community talks about every year has been for many years now at the top of each year. Um, it's part of the wheel of the year program that I lead. Uh, we do this in the winter solstice module. We get very crafty with it. There's a craft and um, just a really creative way of going through that process. But I have a feeling You already know what I'm talking about, so I'm just going to assume that. Uh, You know what I mean when I'm talking about power words or choosing a word for the year. What I did last year was I picked one word as the main theme. Queen, if you've been listening to my show or following me anywhere online, you have seen me say a million times or heard me say, 2016, the year of the queen, and I've been working with a a word a year for quite a few years now, and it's always a really fascinating experience. If you actually stay with the word and keep it at the front of your mind all year long, the word will continue to reveal itself to you. The meaning will change over time or it will get new layers and deepen. And that's, that's been my experience anyway. In the year of the queen, I got to say, I'm not letting that go. <laughs> the year that I've chosen for 2017 is an extension of that. Like what kind of queen do I want to be? And uh, because I felt so empowered by working with this word. And I feel like I'm, I'm just at, at the very, 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 very beginning, even though I'm at the end of the year, funny enough. So the year of the queen, I don't know, just anchored me into all of my experiences In a way, now, when I look back at the year, it's like, dang, I really experienced this year. I was present for it all. And like I keep saying, I don't have that feeling of like, where did the time go? Time did not pass me by. This might be from working with Saturn, too. I worked with Saturn a lot uh, in the summer, and then I devoted all of September to talking about it uh, with my biz. But Saturn is, you know, time. (laughs) I have to say I was like super duper dialed in and present and it made a huge difference. Loved this year. Loved it. Um, So I guess that's why I want to talk with you about the meaning and the magic of picking the right word. And when I say right word, you can't see I'm doing air quotes. I've noticed from watching my own videos that I like to air quotes all the time. I'm like the air quote, witch. (laughs) And I do it while I'm talking to you here. I just saw myself do it. But by the right word, I mean the word that's right for you. And um, I'll get into that, too, about how different words have different meanings for different people. That's because words are highly creative and we're each creative individual, so they're unique to each of us in a way, even though we can use them to impact each other. It's it's really, uh, I think I've talked about this a lot, but I still have things to say about it because I'm a word nerd. I'm a word nerd. I'm a nerdhead. I'm intellectual. I love books. I love sentences. I'm a writer, Um, and words fascinate me. Words are creative. They paint They paint pictures in your mind and plant feelings in your body. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of kick things off by picking a few words and having you kind of just for just a second. So I don't want to take up tons of time doing this, but I I thought I'd uh, I selected a few examples so I could say the word and then you could just take a second to be like, okay, what does that word make me feel or what pictures immediately spring to mind? when I hear that word. So just a little game, just a little game I want to play with you. So here's the first one. Are you ready? (laughs) I already did that one recently, but I felt like doing it again because I actually got some funny emails from some of you about that word. (laughs) And a couple of texts. And the text just said, moist (laughs) exclamation point. There is some magic in that word. That word is funny. But again, it's like, It's personal because some people hear that word and have like a very positive reaction and some people hear it and they feel absolutely repulsed. So let's do some other words. I just, I had to do that again because I got such a funny reaction the last time. (laughs) Okay. Concentrate. Here we go. Here's the next word. Cozy. Cozy. (laughs) All right. Here's another. Fierce. Clean. I know you can't talk back to me, but now all of a sudden that I'm doing this, I'm like, what, what, what did they see? What did they feel? <laughs> if any commercial products popped up into your head during this exercise, it's interesting to note too that that is magic. And advertisers are master magicians, they are masters at these word spells. And all you have to do to really understand that is just think of something like downy softness or Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. <laughs> like They understand the power of words and how to like worm into your mind. So, you know, some people I might say soft and they immediately say downy. It's like that programming has been put into place. And the good news about that is you can program yourself using that little bit of magic. And then of course, obviously, When words are strung together in sentences and paragraphs, you can alter someone's perception even further. Um, I have found in studying propaganda, actually, that it's in short, little sentences just little digestible sound bites. That's where the real magic lies, things that people can repeat and then the power in it is repeating it again and 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 then other people start repeating it again and again and again. It becomes like a slogan. Again, marketers are amazing at this. Gossip is you know, gossip is amazing too. You can plant uh, I do not recommend this. Please don't gossip. I think gossip is one of the most destructive tools that humans use against other humans. And a lot of times people do it, un. they're not even aware of what they're doing. They don't have an intention. There's just a thrill in hearing a piece of gossip and then passing it on. And then, of course, it like... Changes as it gets passed on because people like to amp it up a little bit before they pass it on to the next person, the next person. But really, I mean, if you think about words, having the magic to like ruin someone's reputation, if not their life. I mean, think of like the four, these four little words, Jim beats his wife. What if that's not true? (laughs) What if I tell you Jim beats his wife? and the next time you see Jim and his wife walking through the streets <laughs> what what feelings are you going to have about Jim and then what if one of Jim's buddies is like that is not true Jim does not beat his wife are you kidding he's the most amazing husband ever blah blah, blah. effort to undo those four little words Jim's wife might come up to, you know, hear, get wind of the gossip and be like, are you kidding? Jim is amazing. He's the best. He would never do something like that. Jim himself can defend himself. But once those four little words have been planted, especially if they start to spread, it's crazy. It's crazy the destruction that they can do. And um, and I say that as, as an extreme example, because both. It works both ways. You can empower people this way as well. So it's really, fan- it's just, I'll never get sick of this. I'm sorry I talk about it so much if you are sick of it, but it fascinates me. Um, you know, like a little brief sentence, like I was saying in the form of propaganda, for example, it has the power to shape and change the work, the entire world um, or a whole country. And uh, so like propaganda is kind of like, gossip on steroids (laughs) you know it spreads like wildflower and is just as destructive and um as as a wildfire and just as hard to put out you know i was saying gossip is those four little words jim beats his wife like how many words does it take to counteract that how many words does it take to change that trajectory once it's already going propaganda is so much worse but it's it's the same thing for me or anyone who's aware of how something like propaganda works is how well it works. It's like, you know, you're watching it. When, read Edward Bernays propaganda. That is the Bible of propaganda. Marketers read it. Our government has read it. I'm very, unfortunately Adolf Hitler was a huge fan and structured his campaign around that. And um, so it's like, a true magic book it's dangerous and it's empowering at the same time it's really messed up and weird but it's worth having in your collection if you're interested in really messed up and weird things um but uh the frustrating thing is if you're watching something like gossip happen or propaganda happen on the one hand you're like once you're aware of how it works you're impressed you're like Jeez louise this stuff is crazy effective it's it's magic and it is that's exactly what it is unfortunately it's often used as malignant magic with an intent to destroy or even like i said with gossip not even the intent just just that like momentary thrill of the shock value of passing on this little piece of information, even if you like Jim, even if you think it's probably not true, just saying it out loud. A lot of people get a thrill. They get a little hit off of it. So I'm going to get off this before I go too far into the dark side and, and uh, you tune me out. Because what I really want to do is say the exact opposite true. And that is the good news. We can use this information to our benefit As makers of magic, law of attraction practitioners, people who are deliberately co-creating our realities, we can use the power of words to heal and inspire and create. And I'm not even talking globally. I'm just trying to bring it down here to a personal level. You can literally use it to create your own reality or co-create your reality if you prefer. And uh, I'll give you a couple examples from my own life, things that happened this year in the year of the queen around words. Um, the most recent one, I'm still really excited about it and I don't think I've talked about it anywhere. So breaking news, <laughs> word nerd Joanna figured something out about this little turn of the phrase that, that empowered the heck out of me. It was so Awesome. So it started like this, looking at, I do like these, uh, I work with an an agenda, a date book, but then I, on post-it notes, they're usually like these sticky notes. I stick on the agenda. I do a kind of to-do list and I was making my to-do list one day and I thought, what do I have to do today? It's like, everybody thinks that, right? Or most of us do. We've had that thought. What do I have to do today? And I don't know why. Why? something about that just hit me in an interesting way. And I thought that is actually, that's, that doesn't feel good. (laughs) That sentence drains me. And so I just changed the word have to get. And I wrote across the top of the post-it, what do I get to do today? And I was on fire and now there's posting notes everywhere that say what do I get to do today I ask myself this all the time what do I get to do today and I'm telling you just one word the power of one word it completely changed my outlook this fall and um, there's a lot of things that I feel like I have to do <laughs> in my life as I'm sure there are in your They're in your life, too. And something about reframing it, like, what do I get to do today? It, like, brings you, I think, into, it's almost hard to explain because it was a deep psychological shift. It had, like, an emotional quality to it, and there wasn't a lot of thinking behind it. It was just a weird, inspired moment that continues to have an effect on me. And I do that. I kind of collect these little slogans and sentences and they tend to stick with me for life. And this became one of those. It was an instant classic in my own mind, (laughs) but I think what it did is it brought me to a place of gratitude and a sense of the privilege of my own life. And for example, like there's things I have to do for my son He's 23 years old, and I have to wash his hair. I have to shave his face. I have to make him dinner. I have to do the dishes. I have to make his bed. I have to make sure he has $2.50 to get on his cab in the morning and $2.50 to bring his cab home. I have to tie his shoes. I have to clip his nails. All these things that other parents don't have to do. And then when I change it to, I get to do I feel my heart, like I start to well up, I feel my heart expanding, and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) I love this kid so much, and I mean, can you, I imagine like, oh, see, this is emotional, if I think, what if he wasn't here, I wouldn't get to do any of those things, it would, it die to have to wash my son's hair, and golly, guys, (laughs) All right, that's it. <laughs> I can't go too far, too much further down that, or I'll just blubber, blubber through the whole show. But um, Abraham Hicks often says that emotions are a manifestation, and I think I just proved it—that <laughs> thoughts create emotions. So just thinking about that, just something so simple, changing the word from have to get, had like a biological physical reaction. I'm like crying from switching two words around and um so yeah, try that one out. <laughs> it works for me. I don't know if it'll work for you. Um another one that happened earlier in the day or early in the year was when I went from and this I mentioned Abraham Hicks just now, which is funny because I think this is what happened. I, yes, I heard, um, and I've talked about this already in a lot of different places, but I just heard sometimes I listened to Abraham Hicks videos and just in passing, it wasn't the title of the video. It wasn't even the theme of the video. And I've only heard her Esther Hicks say this one time in passing while she was saying a bunch of other stuff. She said, the journey is the creation. Yeah. And, uh, When I heard that, it was a similar thing. It just lit me on fire. And that was another thing I just wrote everywhere. And I talked about it everywhere, because it had a similar impact on me. The journey is the destination is a bit leaden it's not as inspiring to me as thinking about the journey is the creation. Something about that is really energizing to me. It's like, Ooh, like I get to create this day. I get to create this hour. I get to create this show. I get to create this moment with my kid. And I'm telling you that one word has made all the difference. Strangely, fascinatingly, we are performing magic spells here. People literally, we are Spelling our way into a life that is, when we, do, when we do this kind of work consciously, a life that is, is largely by our own design. And um, I, I, too, want to just add a little note here to say, like, don't get all hung up on words to where, like, you feel paralyzed. I don't really like the way the New Age movement Um, This happened to me and I see it happen all the time. I was just talking to a coaching client about this yesterday. It's something that comes up a lot, uh, especially on some old law of attraction videos I did. Like I'll get messages still about this one thing. The new age movement can get us hung up on using only positive words and positive affirmations and then it gets us, like, running around, mainly on the internet, I think, trying to, like, word police our fellow deliberate creators. <laughs> you know, we start, like, correcting their affirmations, like, oh, no, no, you need to write it in the present. Or you're saying it in the negative, so you're going to attract the negative. You need to, re-, you know, and then you just, it really, to me, that really takes you out of, the, out of the magic. It takes you out of the creative process. And it's not annoying at all. <laughs> also, in my opinion, totally counterproductive. Different words, like I said at the top of the show, mean different things to different people. And um, I remember when I, I first broke free of the positive affirmation trap, as I like to think of it now, and how crafting certain affirmations and the so-called negative actually had a pretty awesome effect on my feeling state and then the resulting behavior and the one that immediately flies to mind is i refuse to abandon myself proper proper new agey rules of positive affirmations would say well you can't have the word refuse in there and you can't have the word abandon in there because you're just going to attract Situations in which you abandon yourself because your mind doesn't know the difference. That's bullshit. My mind fucking knows the difference between I refuse to abandon myself and I abandon myself. And my life has been proof of that. (laughs) I've been using I refuse to abandon myself as an affirmation since the end of January 2015. So it's been almost two years and I still use it all the time. And it's it's had a very magical effect on me. Anytime I start to feel myself abandoning myself, anytime I start to feel myself stepping into the victim archetype or making choices that make me feel stuck, if I say I refuse to abandon myself, which I do because I've programmed this into the way that I think now, I suddenly make different choices. It's been very, very empowering So. Yeah, (laughs) I will stand on my pulpit and I will preach the power of negative affirmations. If that's what gets you off your ass, doing what you want to do, taking actions, feeling feelings that are in alignment with your purpose, your truth, the the life that you intend to create for yourself. And I think perhaps I'm I'm messing this up. I don't know. This paraphrasing Joseph Campbell to say the only meaning in life is the meaning you give it. I love that. Um, The only meaning in life is the meaning you give it. I think that words are like that too. And sometimes we're not even giving them the meaning. Sometimes they just have an inherent meaning for us depending on, probably more often than sometimes, they have an inherent meaning on us depending on the programming we received as a child or some outstanding experience that we had with like certain words, something memorable. Um, It can, you know... Words can do their work on you, <laughs> you know, um, from the outside in. They have a the funny way of doing that. Um, and then something I wanted to talk about too, because I I put this in on purpose. The meaning of power words. Um, I want to dive deeper into this and how different words mean different things to different people. Um, in the past, when I've worked on, you know, what Daniel Laporte calls core desired feelings, the, the, the three to five, two, I don't know, the, the few words that you're going to work on, the feeling words, the way you want to feel. In the past, when I've done that kind of work, freedom and comfort consistently have come up for me. But what's funny is I would never select them as my words for the year. Even though I obviously made many of my major and minor decisions based on generating the feelings of freedom and comfort. Uh I have been working very closely with my own program this year, 2016, to awesome effect. So like 2016 Joe has been the student of 2013 Joe, <laughs> which is when I created the psychospiritual wheel of the year program, and it's been hilarious and deep and wide and so illuminating to actually go through that program like anyone who just happened to stumble upon it one day, to go through it myself like a student, and I think I needed a year or two to get some space from it before I could see it with fresh eyes, and so this year, I'm I'm like actually going through the program and getting so much out of it. And I'm like, thank you, Joe, 2013. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, my point is I have gotten I've gotten a jump on the Crafty Witch project for the winter solstice module this year. And I started working on my feeling words for 2017 a few weeks ago, which is that's part of that module. Um that's a big part of it. The Crafty Witch project is always like a video and it's like it's a craft project to take a concept like you know the power words, what we're talking about today, and make it hands-on and creative and something that you can keep at the end of that work. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I kind of got to jump on it because I'm excited. I've been doing the wheel like you know hardcore this year, and so I was like, oh, and I'm so ready. I'm ready for. That's why the theme for December, if you missed the mega blog, is uh, Happy New Year. Because I want to focus all December on how we can make 2017, like, our best years yet. Like, how can we make it amazing? And I know a lot of people have fear right now, um, and that is no way to go into the next year. So I thought, we're doing a Happy New Year thing, because I am not letting my people go into 2017 with all this doom and gloom. So anyway, so I was getting a jump on, you know, picking my power words for 2017. I'm going to, I have a theme and then I pick like support words around that theme. And I was really contemplating like, how do I want to feel in 2017? And again, those two words kept popping up because, because they're there, because I keep like pushing them away, (laughs) freedom and comfort. And the reason I didn't choose them in the past, why I refused, speaking of refuse to choose them in the past, is because I have made many decisions to my detriment in the name of freedom or comfort, which probably has a lot to do with why I reframed the comfort zone, the zone of lies earlier this year. <laughs> that might have just been for me. I don't know. Um, but as far as freedom goes, just to use that one as an example, I certainly have suffered financially in the name of freedom, like protecting my freedom, 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 um, especially in my younger years. It, you know, like, you can't control me. That was my rallying cry. I I was the starving artist. I didn't want to be tied down to the man or the woman or anyone, but, you know, just my own whimsical moods. Um, freedom to me back then meant being able to flit like creatively from whim to whim to whim without ever having to answer to anyone. <laughs> Therefore, I had to answer to the electric company. <laughs> and it was actually like a major effort to keep the lights on some months, especially in my twenties. Um, so was that really freedom? I don't know. So reframing freedom, this is what I was doing um, a couple weeks ago when I was working on words and these two just kept it's like how many years have freedom and comfort come up for me it's like fine let's just deal with them what is the deal with this why joe why (laughs) why do you make so many decisions based on your need to feel free and comforted so i actually got to a point where i was able to reframe freedom from a financial perspective so i started thinking about all the ways money could set me free it's the freedom to go on vacation if you have a lot of money it's the freedom to go on any kind of vacation you want as long as you want um it's the freedom to eat whatever you want whenever you want because you can it's the freedom to dress the way you want um if you want that super fancy dress that's expensive you can be like all right it's worth it i want to look amazing at this party and this dress is one of a kind and i love it and you're not like Pining after something you can't have because you can. And if you choose not to ha- buy the dress, there's still the freedom in being like, I could buy that dress. I choose not to. <laughs> it's freedom, you know, to run your business in the way you want. Money is freedom. Aha! 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 Yes! <laughs> Um, And then reframing that particular word and giving it a new meaning was very empowering for me, enlightening. It was enlightening. It's still kind of a new thing, so time will tell how empowering that insight was. Um, But then you can do the same thing with a word like comfort. So say, for example, your way of comforting yourself is to not work out because it's hard and so you always kind of come up with reasons why you know you're a comfort queen or king and and you're you know you it's you you're a book nerd and you want to stay home in your sweats and, and that's comforting you like to comfort yourself so you make decisions around the idea of comforting yourself maybe you're really into like high carb or sugary comfort foods <laughs> um and there is some comfort in that that is for sure there's at least a momentary comfort there's something very comforting about a stack of waffles slathered in syrup for breakfast (laughs) um so that's like short-term comfort but there's also if you want to flip it on its head and look at it from another way there's the comfort that fit people feel in their own skin they feel comfortable when their friend is like hey we're all going to the beach you want to come with us And they're like, yeah, let me grab my bikini. I totally want to come with you. They're comfortable in a bikini. They're comfortable in a swimsuit. They're comfortable in their clothes. They're comfortable out of their clothes when their lover wants to leave the lights on. (laughs) They're comfortable trying on jeans. They're comfortable walking up a big flight of stairs. They're comfortable in their bodies as they get older. They don't have the same aches and pains, for example. So, uh Obviously, comfort can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but that's the first example that just came to mind, so I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I was really excited to talk about this today. I never, ever, ever know what is going to make me cry. I am, I am such a crier. It, it's really about my son. If anything comes up around my son, the cheers are like, bing, <laughs> they're just like right there. So uh sorry about that. Sorry about that can't help it sometimes it's just who i am uh if you want to join me for the winter solstice module the psycho spiritual wheel of the year there's a link there's a link in back on the blog talk radio page it's on gum road it's on my website it's on Com. you can find it it's not hiding from you at all And uh, I hope you work with some of these ideas. I'm really, what I'm dying for is feedback. Thank you so much too, for those of you who have left me awesome five-star reviews on iTunes. I have seen them. I have read them. I have celebrated them. (laughs) Thank you so much. That helps other people find the show. And that is an amazing way. That's an amazing way to support what I do. So thank you so much. But, the kind of feedback I'm trolling for today is I just want to know <laughs> like if any of those, that little exercise with the words, if, if you had any funny experiences with that, that would be awesome. That would crack me up. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, any kind of experiments, you know, with the have or get switcheroo or anything like that, anything. I love it. I love hearing from you guys. Until we meet again, have an awesome week. Much love to you. Peace.